Hello and welcome to these little moments podcast. I'm your host Ryan Kasim. In today's episode, I'm joined by Alex Rosen from Alex Rosen Fitness, and we discuss how to find your perfect coach. Really hope you enjoy, and we'll see you in there. Hello, welcome to these little moments podcast. I am here with Alex Rosen Finas. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you've probably been introduced like that it is okay. alex rosen <laughs> okay sure that's how sure. i would pronounce okay. it <laughs> whatever yep um but today i i wanted to uh you know alex and i are doing some work at his apartment so i wanted to just do a podcast and i think he can offer some great insight to whatever topic we talk about so today's topic we're going to be talking about is how to find the perfect coach and i think alex has some great perspective on it and uh, I could offer my perspective as well so in terms of I guess how should we categorize what the perfect coach is how would you define that I guess it's kind of different for everyone but that's a cop-out of an answer (laughs) (laughs) so I would say it's somebody that is incredibly empathetic I think empathy is like one of the biggest things you want to look for Mm -hmm. but also somebody that in in a way embodies the goals you have for yourself mm. um whether that's mentally physically whatever it may be um somebody who is like well educated caring empathetic and i think this is something we'll touch on later in this but somebody mm-hmm. who kind of walks the walk as well yeah that's yeah it's a good point i think I know that you said it's vague because it, it depends for everybody, but actually like it does depend for everybody because I guess my version of the perfect coach would be uh, somebody who knows what they're talking about, right? Somebody who uh, can give me clear-cut direction of where I want to be, uh, developing the plan for that. And I guess I guess what would get me in the door is them exemplifying what I want to be like or exemplifying that they have an understanding of what they're talking about. Like you said, walk mm-hmm. in the walk. Um, I guess that's just kind of my version of the coach I would want. But uh, what we were talking about is in essence, what people look for uh, when looking for a coach, I guess. And from my experience mm-hmm. working, being first trainer for over six years, is when trying to choose the trainer that you want, especially in like a box gym where I was, more often than not, the person chose the trainer based on their appearance. Right. Which I I don't think, I guess my, we've kind of gone back and forth over this um, a little bit prior to recording um, about whether or not that's a good thing in a way. Um, whether or not you should pick a coach based on the way they look or something like that. And I think we had not entirely competing mindsets with this. I think we agreed with a lot of it, Um, but more along the lines of like, if somebody finds a coach, they walk into one of these box gyms. I thought you said, they walk into a box. (laughs) So you walk into a box and find a coach. Yeah, you walk into one of these big box gyms or something like that, and you want to look a certain way. I think most people enter their fitness 
goals with the idea of wanting a certain type of body. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people enter yeah. that way. It's an, generally an aesthetic-based entrance. Right. And you see somebody who looks, emphasis on looks, like they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. or um, know how to get to like that type of physique that you might want. Mm-hmm. Um, in my I guess argument is like, I don't think that's a bad thing at mm-hmm. all. Um, I think about, I had a health teacher. I remember in high school that was like a chain smoker. And I couldn't shake the fact that I had this coach or this coach, this health teacher mm. that would <laughs> preach like health and wellness in your life. And then walk out of the classroom and start chain smoking or camel crush. All right, kids, we're going to play dodgeball today. <laughs> right, but it was one of those things where it was so easy to see like, okay, this person talks the talk, but in right. no way walks the walk. And I think for a lot of people, they walk into a gym and they see, you know, a guy with like big shoulders and abs or like a, a girl with like a great butt or whatever, you know, these stereotypical, you know, ideas of good physiques on a trainer. And like, they decide that that's the person that I want to work with because they clearly know what they're like, what they're doing works for them. Mm-hmm. So it'll work for me. Yeah. I think, and I, I think it's interesting because I've, I've had both ways work for me like ways being where just because of my physical appearance has gotten me a client or through my knowledge has gotten me a client right so i've had like early on i would say my training when i was personal training uh i i guess just like based on my physical appearance i would get clients because they'd say i literally what you said i want to look like him or he must know what he's talking about because of his physique Um, yet I think through the years as I've become less and less, and not that I'm not motivated to increase my aesthetic goals because I think that's always been part of my goals, but less and less as the forefront that people have more gravitated towards, uh, the educational side of my coaching rather than my physique. And I think that's just an interesting i wonder if that's just like a passage of time where it's like i became less and less uh putting my body out there mm-hmm. whereas i put more of what i know out there right so you you opened with knowledge as opposed to like like people were more likely to find you because of some type of you know uh content you put out there that was educational and informative mm-hmm. as opposed to the person who found you because they liked the way that you look yeah absolutely right. so i think and this is just devil's advocate here do you think that like you you i mean you said it, you cared less about the way you looked let's just let's just call it what it is like having abs being lean yeah, yeah. being lean uh-huh. that's like what we're talking about here sure. as you stopped caring mm-hmm. personally about being lean do you think you emphasized the educational side of it because you knew you couldn't quote-unquote market your own physique as a way to get clients in the door and that's just devil's advocate right there i think i think for me it was more so i was not in a good place mentally when i was always showing off my body Mm mm-hmm 
because because uh, it just it kind of gave me a bad relationship body image wise. Right. And for me, it was progress to no longer show my body because I felt that if I didn't show my body, I wouldn't get any clients. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like a transition over the years of uh, I'm more than just my physique and I have more to offer as a coach and a person. And once I started to see that people could would still follow along with mm -hmm. what I was talking about without actually showing how I looked, that was a big game changer for me mentally because it wasn't like I had to rely on how I looked to be successful or to be a good coach that backed up what they're talking about. It was that I was still doing everything that needed to be done work-wise mm -hmm. and uh, practicality-wise, but I was just presenting uh, my approach in a different manner. Right. I yeah. mean, I, that makes sense. And the kind of crux of this argument is like, I know for a fact, I've had clients be open and honest with me about the fact that they chose to work with me because of my physique. Mm -hmm. That like, oh, he's a lean individual. This guy has abs. Mm -hmm. I want to have abs. I am going to choose to work with him mm -hmm. over another coach. Like. Yeah that I, I know that I have clients that got into the door with me mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. And I think where this conversation just in general, or this idea gets skewed is the idea that you can't have both mm -hmm. the physique and the education side of things. Mm -hmm. So I think when we're talking about looking for a coach that walks the walk and talks the talk, yeah. you want to have somebody or at least I would want to have someone. I, this yeah. is just me speaking personally. If I'm looking for a coach, I want to find somebody that looks like they embody the values that I want in a coach, aka being like having in that in a lot of ways, especially in this industry, is I think kind of found in your physique. It is it's like an outward facing resume of what you're capable of doing now that doesn't mean they're capable of doing that for somebody else and let's be very clear about mm -hmm. that some people are really good at you know maintaining a low body fat percentage and you know keeping their you know the amount of muscle they have on them like high throughout the year and they are great at doing that for themselves but they also might suck at doing it for other people yeah um but i i guess going back to like getting clients or like finding a coach based off of their physique. I would say that that is totally fine mm -hmm. because the the reason they walk through the door, right? The reason someone walks through the door or like enters into your coaching, like you if you're a good coach, you don't want them to stick with you because of your physique. If somebody right. finds me because they see a picture of me on Instagram and say, I want to look like that, and then they start to like really follow me and they maybe start to work with me, mm. and then they become more educated about nutrition and more educated about you know movement and strength and all these things that you as like a good coach or somebody looking for a good coach would want to do or have, like then the reason that they walked through the door, be it your physique, like is just a means to an end like mm -hmm. the the motivation to get a coach or to find a good coach 
like I don't care what it is because if they get in and see the positive changes as a byproduct of their you know not ideal way of finding a coach but they still make the progress that they would like to make mm-hmm. then I'm of the mindset of like who cares why they picked you or who yeah. cares why they got into fitness because mm-hmm. like we said at the top of it a lot of people get into fitness and get into working out and caring about their nutrition because they want to look like a certain person or they w- wish right. they looked like a certain way which as a coach do you want that for a client absolutely not it'd be amazing mm-hmm. if everybody came to you saying like i just want f- my hips to feel better that's right. all i care about right like fantastic yeah. but that person is like one in a million yeah i think i think i agree i think i don't think there's any problem with how there's like that foot in the door when a client starts i just think it's then then it's truly the responsibility of the coach of how they're going to guide that client down towards their goals and towards and all all over well-being right so all over not just focus on aesthetics but overall well-being i think that's like that really needs to be hammered home because i think that's just when people get into trouble is it's when it's just too one-sided on something and it be, and becomes like a fixation like let's use abs as an example sure like somebody gets yeah. and like that's a great goal if that's your goal but it 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 becomes a problem when it's like they're so fixated on the abs and it's just it's never enough or um you know it's never enough or that you're just constantly looking at yourself in the mirror constantly looking at yourself in the mirror and it's it becomes an unhealthy fixation so i think that's up to the the job of the coach to if if they're coming through you because they want to look like you or they want to their goal is aesthetics it's up to the coach to create that healthy mindset of yes what we're doing will get you abs but what we're doing will also make you stronger will create good habits will will help you develop a better relationship with food everything that goes along with it that people might just overlook on the surface level rather than getting deep into why are we doing this um, because that's that's ultimately what's going to help you if your goal is abs maintain everything mm-hmm. at the end well, I think that's probably the delineation between like a good and bad coach. Let's say somebody walks in the door. They want to work with you because they have abs, that you have abs, and they want to have that. So you start working with them. The good coach, I think, versus the bad coach, and this is something to look out for if you're currently working with a coach, is the coach that's fixated on, yeah, we'll get you those abs, 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 abs. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the you know the good coach takes a step back and goes, okay, We're going to develop these habits, the Mm -hmm. byproduct of these healthy habits. Mm -hmm. If we continue down this route, we'll be abs. Yeah. And that's fantastic. I'm not going to lose sight of the fact that this is what you want, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to take it upon myself Mm -hmm. and and put you in a position where our singular goal here is you to have visible abs Mm -hmm. in, you know, 60 days or less. Like, that's i think where the delineation is between the good and the bad coaches right the coach is willing to say yes this is a goal you have Mm -hmm. i recognize that and we will work towards it Mm -hmm. but we're going to do that and that goal will be a that aesthetic goal will be a byproduct of the healthy habits that you've created Mm -hmm. along the way i think i think another another trait of a good coach is creating realistic expectations from the beginning so that like you said, like 
as a byproduct of everything that you're doing, you will have abs. However, it will be challenging. You will want to quit. There's going to be times where you're very frustrated, where the scale is going to mess with your head, perhaps, whatever the case may be, creating realistic expectations so that somebody doesn't believe that they're going to have their dream body in 60 days. That Guess what, buddy? You're going to be doing this for years, right? Right. Um, I think, well, it's, it's, I think that's such a difficult thing for like the average general population person looking mm -hmm. for a coach because the entire fitness industry, it like prints money off of people, like promising them that they'll have mm -hmm. what they want in X amount of time or less. Everybody's seen six minute, six pack, you know, 10 minute abs, you know, this fat burning supplement, all this stuff. And, you know, all these quick, like, you know, one and done programs that'll mm -hmm. guarantee you your beach body. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, what are they, like P90X and Insanity? It's literally the company yeah. is like beach body. Whenever the there's name. like a timestamp on it. Anytime you throw a timestamp on it, you're just setting yourself up for unrealistic, unrealistic expectations yeah. and failure. And I think somebody who preaches consistency and patience yeah. is like one of the biggest things you should look for because it's really easy for you, somebody looking for a coach, to find someone that'll be like, yeah, we'll get you bikini ready in, you know, 50 days. We'll get you ready for we'll, vacation. Yeah, we'll do yeah. we'll do this in that amount of time. Whereas, like, it sucks to hear it, but the good coach is the one who's going to be like, you know, that's not the sustainable way to right. do things. This isn't like, you know, that would try and push you against that line of mm -hmm. thinking when the rest of the fitness industry is like pushing you into thinking that way and that mm -hmm. things have to be that way. And I think that's, for me, in my mind, that's the only time where uh, somebody who's aesthetically pleasing is a problem is when it's used to sell unrealistic expectations or, or poor habits or anything like that. I think that's when it's a problem. I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with a coach who is aesthetically pleasing, but has everything else that we talked about to offer. I think I'm, I, I, in my eyes, that would be a perfect coach. However, I guess what this all comes down to is it's like what you find value in. So if you find value in someone who's able to have a maintainable body shape and like you, that's your goal, right? Like your goal, maybe someone who's very athletically defined or like physically pleasing but it's been a burden for them to maintain that and right. they want to transition. And they don't disclose that also right. is the biggest thing. I think there definitely are people who, I mean, I, we won't even go down the line of like drug yeah. use in sure. the industry of people who walk around with these ridiculous physiques and don't tell anybody that they're actually taking gear and been cycling off of that mm -hmm. for years on end. That's a whole other thing. But like, yeah, I think if somebody approaches it from the standpoint of like, oh yeah, I want to look that way. Mm -hmm. And the coach is like, Oh yeah, the, the these washboard abs have always been there. <laughs> got these overnight. Like you just got to do this little program of right. mine, and like we'll get you up in no time. Right. That type of thing. Like right, and that's that's when a coach is operating out of a, a money mindset rather yeah. than how can I help you mindset, which which is important to understand when looking mm -hmm. for a coach. But I guess to wrap this all up is ultimately it's what you envision yourself. I guess I guess it's fair to say what you envision yourself looking like. It could be what your coach looks like, but ultimately it comes down to your values. And if your coach uh, exemplifies those values, um, right? 
and if their coach has the educational background to help you and uh, their ultimate goal is to help you, not just to take your money. Right. I think, yeah, if, if the coach, the first foot forward is how can I help you mm-hmm. and like really mean that. Right. Um, I think that's probably the first thing you should look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, finding something that you just like that you vibe with and that type of thing. Cause mm-hmm. hopefully you work with them for a while and you guys develop like a really good relationship. Yeah, and and that's that's the ultimate thing that matters is is your relationship with your coach. Uh, are your goals always the forefront? Uh, do you feel like your goals are being met? And do is there that trust that's going along with your coach? And then you know, obviously, if you're motivated by how your coach looks to become a better version of yourself, whatever means that might be, like that's there's amazing. nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's just a matter of your values and where they align. That's, that's really what it just comes down to. I would agree. But that's it, guys. This is a quick one today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want, you can follow Alex at... Alex Rosen Fitness. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys very much. Uh, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. Love you. I'll see you next one. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to these little moments podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And please stay tuned for the next episode. If you would like to find more of me, you can find me at Body Brian Fitness on Instagram and bodybrian.com. See you guys in the next one.